What's up? It's your pal One Chick Thoticus, and this is The Bar Is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fan fiction or a collection of fan fictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. After hiatus and a few special episodes, now it is back to your regularly scheduled program. It's about time I covered Beauty and the Beast on the Dixar series, because I constantly have that Gaston song stuck in my head. And coming off an episode about communist leaders fucking, I, I just thought I should mention that there's a parody of the Gaston song by the Lefty Pole Choir that changed all the lyrics to be about Stalin. It's called Stalin. It also gets stuck in my head constantly. Today's fucked up meter rating is a 10 out of 10 for violent and graphic rape and sexual slavery. As usual, we'll start off on the lighter content, not that there is that much light content on this episode to begin with. Then we get to the darker, weirder, and longer stuff towards the end. And by weird stuff, I absolutely mean the titular <laughs> titties. The dick that sucks back. I'm saving it for last even though it's kind of short because it, it's insane. One last note before we start, Prince Adam is the beast's human name. I don't think they say that in the movie, so I'm going to say it here. I may use the names interchangeably throughout the episode, so just know that I'm referring to the same individual. So let us begin. I wanted to cover this first fic just briefly. In this one, Belle marries Prince Adam, but she finds that she preferred him as a beast and that their sex life as humans is boring. So Adam finds a witch that can replicate part of the spell and turn him back into a beast for a night, and Belle is into it. And they manage to find a good balance between his human and beast forms. So uh, what I got to say about that is, uh, haha furry Belle, she's a monster fucker. We already knew that though. Honestly, not that much for me to roast with this one. I just wanted to bring it up because it's kind of a funny concept. That's like the only happy fake I have for you today. Let's talk about Gaston getting his comeuppance. In the other Dixar episodes, you see a lot of bad guys winning and taking the good guy as a sex slave type fic, but it, this is different. I don't think Gaston is likable or powerful enough for that. He's not a king or anything, he's just some random douchebag from a fucking village in old France. This is one author's interpretation of what might have happened if Gaston had survived the fall at the end of the movie. He's in bad shape and he's been locked in the castle dungeon and the foo is there just comforting him and the beast now human has been punishing all of the castle invaders and the foo's punishment was to find gaston's broken body but gaston actually turned out to be alive so the beast decides that gaston will be a slave now and you can guess what sort of slave he'll be there's a sex scene in which the beast assaults him and calls him pet repeatedly question does it count as true love because Belle doesn't know that Adam is actually a sick fuck or would she still be in love with him if she knew about this so he like pours water on Gaston which apparently hurts him I don't know maybe he's cut up and it's getting in his wounds but it just seems kind of strange more than it does abusive but what do I know about water torture I mean if you'll remember I did put binder clips on my nipples to fact check the Cinderella Dixar episode but I, I'm not about to water torture myself for the sake of fact checking this Gaston's nipples are getting hard though and, and the beast is sucking his fat juicy titties oh god that must be so gross because every last inch of him is covered in hair. I don't know, maybe they shaved him to tend to his wounds or just to emasculate him. Quote, he had always imagined Belle or even Le Fou doing this to him, not some deranged prince who was a beast. Gaston, that's kinda gay, buddy. 
Peace then jerks off his injured pee-pee and makes him beg to come and writes out mine and, and come on Gaston's chest. Dude, just leave hickeys. It's more work, but it'll last longer. Or if you're feeling particularly torturous, carve or burn it into him. Like, come on, man. You, you, have you got any idea how to sexually enslave a guy? Pretty soon Gaston loses the will to live, but LeFou is trying to get him to stick through it. This fic was never finished, but the two of them were supposed to hook up at some point. LeFou is like the best supportive friend. He deserved someone better than Gaston, someone who would support him back. And the second time Adam visits, he puts like this device into Gaston's mouth that holds it open for him. Um, I do not know what this device is called because I am not read up on my BDSM gear, but it allows Beast to easily face fuck him. Fucking cheater, use your brute strength to face fuck Gaston instead of this bullshit. This fucking amateur hour. You want to sexually enslave a guy? I'll fucking listen to episode 54. Now those people knew what they were doing. The next fic is a more creative punishment for Gaston. After all, no one fucks like Gaston. No one sucks like Gaston. Just kidding. No one gets cucked like Gaston. In this one, Gaston listens to Maurice's worries about the beast having kidnapped Belle, and he goes after her into the castle. Belle is there, and she's like, bro, I don't need no saving, you asswipe. And Beast comes up from behind him and knocks him out. And Gaston, in a delirious state, finds himself getting dragged into a cage and he's like looking out through the bars at Belle and the Beast and he's like there's something funny about Belle I can't quite figure it out something weird about how she looks oh she's not wearing any clothes <laughs> and I think we're meant to chalk it up to Gaston's mental state but him not knowing what a naked woman looks like is kind of hilarious Gaston is truly the Chad virgin he thinks he's a Chad but he's not so he sees Belle, like, start making out with a beast, and he's horrified. Quote, She was lost to him at this point. He knew there was nothing left of the woman he'd hoped her to be. Never would he see her as the sweet, submissive wife and mother he'd so oft imagined. She was, well, worse even than a headstrong young maid destined for spinsterhood. She was now entangled in the hell-bound life, or could it even be called a life, of such a nightmarish fiend as this. Look, if Belle's having a good time being a monster fucker, then power to her. This is no hellbound life, Gaston. She's living her best life. So she and the beast just fuck right in front of him, forever tainting her in his eyes. And he can't make himself look away, even though the sight is so horrifying. He's also sickened that Belle is feeling pleasure during sex like some sort of whore. Women aren't supposed to enjoy sex, oh my god. Oh, this is the most in-character thing ever. I love it when men are like, but women don't enjoy sex. Like, buddy, do you not realize that you're just roasting yourself? It just means you're shit in bed. In spite of it all, Gaston finds himself becoming aroused by the noises that she's making. God, I wish he'd found out that he was a monster fucker, too. Here's how this ends with this quote. Do you know what I think, Gaston? Belle asked finally, her gentle, wicked voice piercing the quiet dark. He didn't dare respond. I think you were right before, or at least close to right. Gaston stared. He had no idea what she meant to say between them. It was clear that at least one of them had lost their mind, and honestly, a part of himself even hoped that it might be him. What was the only question that he could bring his lips to speak? I think six or seven is a good number, after all, Belle said, biting her lip and giggling, as if she had the best secret in all the world. What? Gaston wanted to ask again, and yet he was sure now that he didn't want to know the answer. I think you should have six or seven. She said it with such conviction that it made Gaston 
Hassan's head spin. What was she talking about? But she only laughed at the look of confusion on his face, and her eyes flicked unabashedly down to the bolt in his pants. Princess Gaston, you wanted boys. She laughed again, cold and cruel. But how would you feel about strapping young princes instead? Above her, the beast stirred, and in that instant, everything, the cage, the show, all of it clicked into place. And as the beast turned to give him its own horrible smirk, Gaston fought against the beginning of his very first scream. It certainly would not be his last. <laughs> oh, jeez. I think, uh, what this is implying is some emprank in Gaston's future. Well, if there's any man who could learn a thing or two from Empreg, it's Gaston, so uh, I'm not gonna object to that. So moving away from him a little bit, this is a bad ending, but without the sexual slavery, so typical of bad endings. But there's still sex, this is the Dixar series. In this AU, the beast let Belle go to be with her father, and the curse was never lifted. She cared for him, but in the end she could never love an animal. And one day, while Beast is busy being a sad boy, Philippe the horse shows up, and for some reason, for no reason really, Philippe has taken on anthropomorphic features such as hands, speech, juicy pecs, and a bipedal method of walking. Unlike Beast, he does not wear clothes, so his dick is just hanging out, it's just flopping around. We never get an explanation for why Philippe is suddenly anthro. There was another fic by this author that I was thinking about covering that was about Gaston fucking like an alternate version of himself, and that also had no explanation. Like, I get it, okay, if you're gonna write porn sometimes you need porn logic but like put a little effort into the setup you guys also not sure how beast even recognized philippe considering that he's totally transformed now and speaking of porn logic beast is kind of intimidated so he's backing away from philippe and he keeps backing up until he trips backwards and falls into his bed <laughs> very convenient because Philippe is here to tame the beast and to seek justice for Belle getting carted off to the asylum and what does that mean what is justice it's, it's sex what do, you, what do you fucking think it means what else could it possibly mean a duel a trial jail time therapy death at the hands of an angry mob I don't fucking know man they're gonna fuck oh let's talk about this sex scene because there's some fun little details Quote, the sudden cool air against his pucker left him shivering. Oh, his pucker, no. Quote, the equine behind him continued to soak his hole in saliva. Just soak his hole. That makes me think of, like, surfing or something. I don't know. Bro, you gotta get this hole. It's soaking. I don't fucking know, all right? It's just a weird phrase. Quote, it had been a while since he'd been penetrated back there. Not since his human days, that's for sure. Didn't the beast turn when he was 11 years old? I hope that was aimlessly penetrating an 11-year-old child. I was gonna hope that he was, like, fingering himself in the ass, but it clarifies later that other men have fucked him, so now I'm just gonna hope that the author thinks that Adam was a lot older when he was turned. So Philippe fingers and fucks him, and Beast finds that he quite likes bottoming and letting himself go to those carnal desires, becoming the animal that he truly is. And horse cock is the only sufficient cock for him now, and we get that weird penis outline in the stomach fetish. Someone please tell me what the fucking name for that is, otherwise I just have to keep calling it penis outline fetish. Actually, that's not so bad. That's a pretty short name. Penis outline fetish. You know? Okay, I'm gonna just call it penis outline fetish. 
Philippe finishes and Beast is like, please stay with me. I'm so lonely. And Philippe still hates the guy. But hey, it was a good fuck. What can you say? So, um, you know, I love me a good rare purple. Oh my God, the porn logic. The porn logic was so bad. Okay, so this next one, it's short enough to read. It's pretty cracky, but don't let that fool you. It gets dark. I mean, what what would this episode be without Lumiere the candlestick burning a motherfucker's dick off? I don't know what it would be. Here we go. Hon, 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 laughed Lumiere in a Frenchly manner. We've got you now, mon ami. Gaston lay on the ground before him, injured from his fall off the top of the castle, his hair in artful disarray, and his lips split open. A talking candlestick, he gasped. Coxworth raised one clocky fist and backhanded Gaston, who whimpered in pain, his head smacked against the cobblestones. We're gonna fuck you up, by Jove, <laughs> said Cogsworth. He held Gaston down while Lumiere loomed over the handsome broken man, his eyes narrowed menacingly. What will you do to me? asked Gaston. He was already starting to weep from fear. Water leaked from the corners of his eyes as, as he stared up at these strange, monstrous medleys of man and machine. Oh, that was a nice alliteration. The clock and the candlestick laughed slowly without answering him. Lumiere undid the laces on Gaston's expensive Gucci wool pants, red piping, viscous lining, horn buttons, $980. Because <laughs> fucking Gucci exists in old France or whatever the fuck. And pulled them down to Gaston's muscular calves. His fiery hands left little burns all down Gaston's legs, with the worst of them at his thighs and hips. Oh, please let me go first, said Cogsworth, rubbing his hands together. I've always wanted to rape a handsome man like this. Oh my god. By all means, said Lemire. Eagerly, Cogsworth hurried forward and positioned himself in between Gaston's legs. Weak from the fall, Gaston could do nothing to fight back. He felt the candlestick holding his legs apart, its flaming hands making Gaston's skin blister, but all he could do was wail in agony. Please, Gaston begged, barely coherent. Don't. But then he felt the clock's stumpy hand pushing into him with no preparation, with no hint of gentleness. He felt his skin stretch and tear, everything too dry, too painful to bear. Gaston heard himself screaming, heard the hoarseness of his voice before it suddenly gave out. Then, no matter how hard he tried to scream, all that came out was a faint, desperate rasp. Cogsworth pushed his entire arm into Gaston, relishing every flicker of pain across the human's face. He smelled the burning of Gaston's flesh and snickered, twisting his fist inside Gaston before pulling out. Your turn, he said to Lumiere. No, Gaston said, eyes wild. He bucked, trying to escape, but his limbs were useless, broken, dislocated, weak. Lumiere wasted no time. He took Cogsworth's place between Gaston's twisted legs and held his burning hand to Gaston's asshole. Gaston arched his back, head hitting the cobblestones again as he let out a wild inhuman shriek. The little nub of flesh between his legs blistered, then charred as Lemire slipped his white-hot metallic arm inside. Perhaps it was a mercy when Gaston finally lost consciousness, his eyes still open and glassy, but his mind was entirely gone. I've enjoyed this, Lemire sighed. He held his other hand to the tip of Gaston's limp fear shriveled cock. Okay, can a pussy quiver, can a cock shrivel in fear? The same sort of question, I think. Anyway. Watching his flame engulf the head, it turned red from heat, white curls of skin rising and then popping. It will be such a shame when we're human again. A shame indeed, said Cogsworth. Man, that was, uh... I mean, Gaston was not a good dude, but I don't think he deserved to have his dick burned off. Holy shit. I think that was quite unnecessary. <laughs> 
But see, this is what I'm talking about. Lemire and Cogsworth know how to sexually torture guy, unlike that fucking amateur Prince Adam. In all seriousness, let's keep lit candles away from our genitals and the genitals of our partners unless they're consenting. Wow. Okay, let's let's get to our second to last selection. It's a bit on the longer side, but I'm gonna read most of it because the badness and the way it's written along with the actual content is it's hard to convey any other way. Maybe English is this author's second language. You gotta acknowledge that possibility and say that, yeah, it is cool of people to try writing in their non-native language, but we're still gonna make fun of it because that's what we do on the show. We're assholes here. So there's a little intro that basically says that this fic is about an OC named Susie, who's supposed to be Belle's 15-year-old little sister, and she goes to save Belle from the Beast in the castle. But what happens is she gets kidnapped too, and we're just gonna read it from here. Chapter 2, Sacrifice, Suzanne's POV. I opened my eyes and I saw a scary beast carrying me to somewhere. I felt my body freeze. He is almost 10 feet tall and looks giant to a 5'9 tall girl like me. His hands, I should say claws, were almost the size of both my palms combined. He had blue eyes and sharp pointed teeth. He roared, making me shiver, and he threw me on the ground. Ouch, that hurts. I looked around to see the room. It looks like a really old room. I feel like that could have been one sentence. It was still beautiful as if made for a prince, but who is he? What are you doing in my castle? <laughs> he roared as he grabbed my neck and made me stand. She fucking reminds me of Shrek. I had to say it like that. I shivered but decided to speak. I I am here to free Belle, I stammered. Who are you to her? He growled. I am her younger sister. I was short of words. His growling scares every piece of mine. What? Every piece of your what? He grabbed my neck and lifted his claws, making me fly in air. I felt choked. She is my prisoner. It will be better for you if you go back, he said in anger. Please let her go. My father needs her. She is his life. I pleaded while trying to breathe. But what will I get in return? He growled again, pressing my neck more. You can keep me as a prisoner instead of her. I will do anything you say, I said after thinking for a second. He looked at my body for a second for a second for a second with he with his other claw touched my tits and ass it felt inappropriate but i couldn't do anything okay but don't even dare to escape he said leaving my neck which made me fall to the ground can you do me a favor please don't tell Belle i was here i pleaded he nodded and then left looking me in the room from outside i tried to listen to what he is telling to Belle. There was a small window which let me peep outside at the entrance of the castle. Bell was confused about why he changed his mind. I ran to the window from which I could see outside the castle. I watched her going and tears start rolling from my eyes. Soon she was out of sight. I turned and saw the beast just behind me. Now remember that I am your master and you will have to do everything I say, he growled. I nodded. He held me and put me on his shoulder. I was laying with my stomach on his shoulder. He threw me in the bed and smirked. What is your name? He asked. Suzanne, I replied. Everyone calls me Susie. Susie, I am Prince Adam. But you will only call me sir, he said firmly. I nodded. So he is a prince. Strip yourself, he ordered. So that's the end of that chapter. I think Beast missed out on an opportunity here. Why did he? He just was like, you know what? I'd rather have one sex slave instead of two. Bro, that's just stupid. Amateur hour. See, the Beast is not good at sexually enslaving people. He's a good guy at heart. He doesn't know how to sexually enslave a motherfucker. 
But anyway, continues. Chapter 3, Horror. Suzanne's POV. What did he just said? I looked at him with shock. Is he serious? He looked at me, waiting, his blue eyes piercing my body. Suddenly, he grabbed me by my waist. You made me wait too long, he roared on my face. He tore away my clothes, making me nude in front of me. My first action was to cover my body with my hands. He held me by my neck and threw me on the bed. Please leave me, I started begging. I tried to run, but he held me and again pushed me on the bed, pinning my hands toward the end of the bed, his nails inserting in my hand, making me cry and shout. He, with his other claw, took a rope which was kept nearby on the bed and tied my hands together on the bed. He then tied that rope to a rope attached to the wall. <laughs> Man, this seems a little convoluted, but okay. I guess that's the reality of bondage. Did Bell also had to go through all this? God, please save me from this merciless beast. By now, I was sure that crying and begging won't do anything. I have to do whatever he says for Belle and Father. He started licking my virgin pussy. That's actually nice and soft and full of pleasure. Ah, I started moaning softly. I was fully wet in no time. He growled as he started fingering me. I kept on moaning softly. He suddenly got up and started sucking me breasts. <laughs> this just sounds like a pirate, huh? Aye, laddie, would you like to suck me breasts? <laughs> Marks of his pointed teeth were left on my breasts. Suddenly I felt an unbearable pain. He had inserted his dick in my pussy without a warning. His dick was 15 inches long or more, of course. Of course it fucking is. Monster cock time. Can't avoid mo the monster cocks for too long. It was shaved unlike his other body parts. He continued on fucking me and tearing my tight pussy. He didn't even moan a bit while I was moaning at the top of my voice. The pain was unbearable and not at all pleasant. He has no mercy. I never wanted my first sex to be like this. He continued fucking me for hours. Wow, guy's got stamina. I was just waiting for him to come, not having enough energy left to even moan. My pussy was bleeding, but he seemed unaffected. He suddenly turned my body around and inserted his dick in my asshole. It was even more painful. To add more pain, he started squeezing my breasts. I don't know why I said this. Spelled normally. My breasts. And scratching them with his pointed nails, suddenly he come inside my ass, filling loads of semen. He continued coming for several minutes. <laughs> Dude, that's a big fucking orgasm. No wonder it took him so long to come because he was building up for a long one. Not bad, he commented as he bit my lips. Is he? What is he commenting on? Is he commenting on her performance or his massive orgasm? I don't know. He left the room, leaving me tied like that only. I struggled to free myself, but in vain. I started weeping and sobbing silently, not knowing what is going to happen with my life if I continue living with this beast. Thank God I didn't told father where I was going. Beast's POV. I went out the room. That was a good sex after almost five years. Who was he fucking before? Because he's been a beast for ten years, right? Who knows? Maybe another intruder. I went to my room and laid on the bed. Lumiere and Cogsworth entered. Master, what have you done? Cogsworth exclaimed. What have I done? I growled. You need to find a girl who truly lives you, but you raped her so badly. How will she even think about loving you? Lumiere asked. I like how Lumiere is concerned about the master finding true love and not about the girl who was just brutally sexually assaulted. Wow. Incredible. I got angry and threw Lumiere at the wall. He survived the hit and tried to get up. How do you even kill a candlestick? I don't know. Do you think any girl will love a beast? No, I know that no one will fell in love with me. That's why I'm not even trying. But I have some sexual needs and I need to satisfy myself. You should be grateful that I am not raping your girlfriend. I roared. 
Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, non-binary individuals who may be listening, the bar is low. You should be grateful that I am not raping your girlfriend. Wow, the bar is so fucking low. (sighs) She is my slave and I don't want anyone to come in my way. I got up and started going. Now go and untie her. I ordered and then left the room. How do you expect a fucking candlestick to untie a bitch? I guess burn through her ropes. He doesn't have hands though. What the fuck? Who is Lumiere's girlfriend? The fucking feather duster bitch? How would you even- I don't even know how you- how you would fuck a feather duster. I guess he could insert her in his anus. Chapter 4. A New Life. Suzanne's POV. I didn't know when I fell asleep. I opened my eyes and saw a candle and a clock untying my hands. What the hell are you both? I freaked out. Calm down, miss. We are humans like you. Only curse, the cock said. They untied my hand. I then realized that I am naked and covered my body with a blanket. What curse? I asked. Blah, blah, blah. Exposition. Master actually has the power to change all the servants back to human if he wants, but he doesn't use it, the candle stand said. I nodded, trying to understand everything. I am Lumiere, the candle stand said. I am Cogsworth, the clock said. Hi, Lumiere. Hi, Cogsworth. I smiled. I am Suzanne. They told me that some dresses are kept in the wardrobe and I should come down for dinner. I agreed, as they don't have anything else to do. That's some real, just got sexually assaulted behavior, huh? Yeah, I don't have anything else to do. I'll just go uh, hang out with a guy who raped me. Yeah. I walked towards the wardrobe. It was so difficult to walk even a few steps with my sore pussy. The sex was too rough for moi to handle. I opened the wardrobe and was shocked. All the dresses were so slutty and revealing. I can't wear them, but I can't be nude too. I chose the least slutty and revealing dress and wore it. My bra and underwear had been torn by the beast there, and there are no other. It was a pink dress which hardly covered my thigh. Most of the cleavage was shown by the dress. I sighed and started walking towards the stairs. The climbing down the stairs was a big struggle. I saw the beast had already started eating. He was eating as if he was trained to eat properly. After all, he is a prince. I sighed and walked towards him. He saw me and smiled. Come, Susie, eat with me. He said with an evil smirk that made me shiver. I slowly walked to the chair beside him. I was about to sit there and he pulled me and made me sit in his lap. This is where you will sit at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, he said as his left hand groped my body mercilessly, his dick poking my ass. To be continued. Chapter 5, Getting Married. Bell's POV. I reached house and father told me how Susie left the house. I need to find her. I walked out my house and bumped into Gaston with his hands on my ass. Gaston, I need your help to find Susie. I, I somehow said while trying to remove his hand from my ass. You think I would help you after what you did to me, Bell? He said in anger, still not leaving me. Flashback. I walked out from bookstore after purchasing a new book. Susie and father were both gone f- for their respective works. I reached my house and kept the book on the table. Suddenly a hand grabbed me from behind before I could turn the man threw me on the couch. He was Gaston. His eyes were filled with a type of lust I had never seen before. Without saying anything, he kissed me. I tried to resist, but he was stronger than me and pinned my hands with one hand while he tore my dress with the other. I somehow succeeded in pushing him and slapped him. How dare you slap me, he roared. I pushed him out my house and locked the door before he could do anything. End of flashback. What will I get in return of helping you, Belle? 
He said while groping my ass. I thought for a moment, I will marry you, I said, and saw an expression of delight on his face. Really? He said as he left me. I will then go and arrange everything required for our, our wedding. After the wedding, I will do everything I can to help find Suzanne. He gave me a passionate kiss and then left. I was standing there and thinking if I did right. Chapter 6. Hell! Exclamation point. Suzanne's POV. It has been four days since I arrived in this hell. I looked outside the castle watching the rain. It is going to continue raining for a few days, I guess. Suddenly, I felt an arm grab me from my belly. I didn't need to turn to see who the person was. I was wearing a very short top, which almost resembled a bra and a pant. Just one, just one pant. His hand continued rubbing my belly while he started biting my neck. He made me moan softly every time he did that. His one hand started moving inside my pants while his other hand groped my tits. He suddenly held me up and threw me on the bed. He tore my tit, exposing my tits. <laughs> <laughs> my tit exposing my tits okay okay sure he started sucking and biting my nipples i am not in a mood to fuck your pussy slut he said while spanking my ass he put his dick between my tits pressing my tits towards his dick he started tit fucking me ah i moved louder and louder as he rubs my tits against his dick this feels good to be honest and not that painful. Open your mouth, he ordered while continuing tit-fucking me. How many times do I use the word tit? I did as he said, opening my mouth wide, and then he released a load of warm cum inside my mouth. He forcefully made my me shut my mouth. Wow, that was a really short time spent fucking compared to last time. So every drop of the cum, or you will be punished severely, he warned me. I tried to swallow all not liking the taste of his cum, but still a few drops came out of my mouth. Time for punishment! He smirked and took me to another room. No, God, please save me. Chapter 7, Married. Last chapter. Bell's POV. I was standing in front of the crowd in a white wedding dress. I sighed as I faked a smile and turned to my side looking at a smirking Gaston, his smirk indicating that he has finally won me as his wife. This is the worst nightmare of mine coming true. Soon the priest pronounced as married and I heard the crowd cheer. Gaston didn't even wait for a moment and pulled me for a passionate hungry kiss, his harsh lips against mine, not showing and mercy. He broke the kiss and held me in his arms. He took me inside his bedroom and threw me on the bed. Wow, there's no reception or anything? They just they're gonna get straight to the fucking YOU ARE MINE, BELL! All caps. He shouted and then kissed me while groping my breasts mercilessly. It didn't took him much time to have a boner. He tore my wedding dress away and didn't even cared whether I was wet or not. He inserted his nine inch right in my tight pussy all at once. I was screaming in pain, which he seemed to enjoy. He slapped me while resting hard. I passed out, not being able to handle all the pain. Wow. But he didn't seem to care. He continued fucking me for hours, the morning, and then come all inside me. He didn't even wait for me to wake up and just left. Suzanne's POV. The beast took me to a dark room and made me lay on a wooden table. It's time for your punishment, slut. He spanked my ass and shouted. I was crying badly, but he didn't seem to care and hit my ass with an iron rod. It was very painful for me to handle and was begging him to stop, but he continued hitting me. My ass started bleeding in no time, but it didn't even affect him as he continued to torture. Suddenly he stopped. I felt a relief, but it didn't last for long. I screamed loudly in pain as he inserted that rod in my asshole and his dick in my pussy simultaneously. To be continued. It was never continued. So I don't think OP has been drinking his respect women juice, but we got to address the big question of today. Do the Beast and Gaston know how to sexually enslave a bitch?
Yeah, they're better at it than Prince Adam from the second fic we talked about. I still think it didn't make sense for the Beast to uh, just let Belle go like that, when he could have two sex slaves instead of one. But maybe he like had an alliance with Gaston, like they were in cohorts. I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking too far into it because I want there to be a plot. But uh, uh, yeah, that would have been a pretty sweet reveal, I think. So, you know, that was a longer one and all, but I think it's time. It's time now to talk about our last fic, which is it's short. But I had to save it. I had to save it for the end because, oh man. So this fic uh, follows an OC called Veneer who is some sort of anthropomorphic wolf it's not very clear stumbling into the beast's castle and he's not very alarmed by the talking teapot that greets him and like mrs potts also has no sense of dramatic reveal she just dumps the beast's whole backstory on this dude right away then beast shows up and he's angry that there's a trespasser and veneer's like okay sorry i'll just be leaving then but beast says i quote oh no the only way you'll be seeing yourself is into my balls. You know what we do to trespassers here now? They go inside of my balls and become S-word and regenerate. Every day they must suffer by going deep inside my cock every day. And yes, it just said every day twice. Fucking what? <laughs> First of all, Mrs. Potts, why did you not warn this guy if that's what happens you, you don't be so backstory on him but you neglected to mention one very important detail i think it's an important detail at least and veneer is very skeptical of this claim and he says yeah i'm not gonna fit inside your dick of course it doesn't make any sense but beast rips off his pants and he shoves his penis in veneer's face and veneer starts to suck it but but Beast's dick slit opens up and starts pulling him inside. <laughs> there is a gratuitous usage of the word slurp and also cop slit is capitalized the two times that it's used. <laughs> In Beast's castle, dick suck you. <laughs> and Veneer slowly gets pulled all the way inside and into his balls where he becomes cum. Okay, you know what? Alright. I'm not gonna question, it's not like this is the only thing here that makes no sense. Just a few things though, is this this vacuum dick, is this part of the beast's curse? And can his body not generate its own semen? It has to just, like, make cup out of other organic beings? What would even be the point of beast semen? Are there others of his species? I, you know what, I lied about not questioning it. I'm questioning it and my main question is what the fuck? It's also worth mentioning that the beast's balls are they're huge after cock boring those poor wolf like like a snake digesting his prey or some shit the balls do not have digestive abilities like the stomach does in, in that way regular vor at least makes sense but the balls cannot break down food I guess the, since the wolf is dead, he might decompose inside of the beast's balls. That would, it would just take a long time and probably be very unsanitary. You know what? It's magic. That's what we're gonna call it. People are into some weird shit, man. So that's all I got. I hope you enjoyed the cock for. So today we covered which alters when it alteration finds by Byronic, the beast's new plaything by Wolf Girl for VR. All Manner of Beasts by Anonymous, Tame the Beast by Sinsley, On the Castle Floor by Draculard, Beast Slut by Rashi20, and Beauty Inside the Beast by Guardian of the Crystal. 
bars low. He's on Instagram. You can find us at the bars low with an underscore in between each word. Follow us. You'll know what's coming up next. If you have a fix to suggest, feel free to get in contact with me. And if you want to drop a rating review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. Not going to beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. As always, I'm your pal, Wenjigus Thoticus. This is the bars low. Thank you for joining me. And that's all for today.